Welcome to the Soul Too Early Sports Card Podcast, no longer permitted in the self-governing colony of Bermuda. Yes, I checked it on Google while writing this intro. That's Kai. I'm best friends with the volleyball. And I'm back, bitches. What's up? I go away for one week. One week. And you have Joku on talking about aliens. I know. Um, I, first off, I, I listened to the podcast while on vacation. Uh, for everyone who was not aware, thankfully, I went away for a week on a cruise with my fiance. Loved it. I've been cruising my entire life. Was super excited to get away. I did tune in for the podcast. Uh, it was hilarious. You guys managed to go off the deep end uh, quite literally. I-, I thought I set a high bar for like stupid shit to say, but Joku, man, I love him so much. He's so funny. Uh, <laughs> you guys crush it. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, I no problem. Time. I'm glad you uh, survived the ocean, unlike others. Yeah, begrudgingly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, submarine jokes. Uh, the ten submarine jokes never get old. Uh, just like those people. Above. Yeah. All right. Cool. Minute in. <laughs> One minute in. We're definitely canceled by now. Yeah. I mean, listen. At this point now, I'm aiming. I'm just trying to get in trouble. Uh, now we're Kai. out. Yes. Kai, how the hell are you? How you doing? It's been a week. It's I'm doing a- good. Um, it's been busy getting ready for the national, kind of figuring out. I think we're going to talk about it a bit going through the podcast, but figuring out like the game plan, kind of like what we want to have going into it as far as cards slash money slash um, like a plan. So that's been a lot of work we've been doing. But what about you? I mean, the same thing here. I mean, at the time of recording, you know, I'm actually flying to Dallas tomorrow. So when this podcast is live, I'll probably be in an Uber to uh, Newark Airport for my flight. I'm flying. I'm doing uh, Dallas Wednesday night to Saturday night. A little different schedule. Do a Wednesday, or are you just so going on Wednesday? I'm flying Wednesday night. I'm going to work from my hotel room Thursday and Friday at my actual job. I'll set up for VIP uh, event for the first time on Thursday. I've never done that before. Friday is, is pretty light at work generally, so I'll work from my hotel room. I'll get set up in the afternoon. Um, and then Saturday will just be an all-day thing. Sundays are kind of a wash, especially with National coming up. I, I don't know what to expect with this one, so I kind of leaned into the idea of like, hey, I have the time, let's fly out early, see if Thursday's any good, and then moving forward, if it is really good, I've heard positive experiences, then maybe I'll just do Wednesday to Saturday every time now yeah we were kind of talking about doing uh more shows going forward after the national especially if we see we do really well at the national because i don't think either of us really did or do a lot of shows i mean we both did the national in like dallas i think yeah. joku might have went to some california ones but we were kind of talking about it and i know you do a lot of shows and you do, it does well for you so well we've been kind of talking about it there's so many ways to make money in sports cards and First off, we, we didn't prep this. How did you enjoy, and how did you guys think about your pre-national like oh, consignment? Like, how, what what did you think about that, honestly? Because I'm, I'm catching you off guard now, so I apologize. But no, you're good. We we enjoyed the live stream a lot. I mean, the auction went like we thought it would. Um, I think we did almost 100k. That's awesome cards, but. Um, we kind of really liked the like live stream. I don't know if you watched it, if you didn't, it's fine. but, uh, we might start doing like a monthly or semi annually or like quarterly, like little like stream thing where we run a bigger auction and like kind of just bullshit with people. Maybe you'll be around next time to hop on. 
I'm, I'm busy. But, I got another call. Sorry. Yeah. We, we enjoyed it. We don't really, I mean, he doesn't do anything like that. And I only do the podcast. So it was kind of fun to like get other people on and talk to them and stuff, you know? Yeah. Listen, it's, it's so interesting to me how, um, who, you know, and who you choose to build your community around within sports cards is just as important as the cards you own. I mean, it really is. Like obviously owning high-end cards allows you to have more connections with people because people are gonna want to like connect with you. But just being like a good person, like dude, I'm the biggest piece of shit when it comes to like posting online on Instagram, especially. I try to annoy people, but as a human being, I'm actually pretty I'm pretty down to earth, which is contrary to like what you would imagine. And when you have that actual genuine connection with people, it really does show. Um, you're very personable. Joke who's very personal, as much as I like to tease him. And I know that you had a good cast of people on. I wasn't able to join, but I believe you had Tyler, Mikey, you had Rob hosting, which was great. So that's we had, uh, yeah, we had DK cards and Dave's a good guy. I really like Dave. That's the only Dave I actually get along. Yeah. I've known him probably the longest of almost anyone in cards, so it was fun to have him on. He used to actually do YouTube for cards, like probably when he was like twelve. That's so funny. So that's kind of funny. Is he from Florida or something? How did you know him? Did what? How, was he? Is he from Florida? Is that how you? No, know he's him? from Texas. We just like met. Uh, we were probably two of the first people on Instagram, and like the twenty fifteen or sixteen national or seventeen national we met. Mm-hmm. Like, just one of the first people I met through like social media and cards. He's a, he's a very nice guy. I, I've always yeah. he's um, very successful. Like he does BGS subs. He just opened a card shop a year or two ago, I think. So he's doing great. But once again, there you go. Like, dude, these these connections you have like are genuinely formed, not just like for cloud chasing. Really goes to show, like, wow, we could be successful, or you could be successful in what you do if you are your authentic self. Like the cards and the successes of that stuff is one thing. But knowing the right people and connecting with them in the right way is is so much more important. Um, and with National coming up, we're only two weeks away. So like, how fucking crazy is that? That's coming? nuts. Yeah. Um, I'm flying out Tuesday. I'm flying out Tuesday afternoon for the flight. Um, hang on. I'm flying out Tuesday night for Tuesday night for the National. I'm saying till Sunday night. It's a six day like process for me. Have my have my fiance coming. Have three shows. Oh, nice. Like it is, it is fucking crazy that in the month of July, I will spend more time traveling than I will be at home. What do you think about that? I miss my bed. (laughs) Dude, yeah, I know. I know. Like I'm I'm doing a cameo in New Jersey and then I fly to Texas and then we fly to Chicago. Dude, I miss my bed. Um, If you were in New Jersey, would you drive or no? No, no, no. It's like a, I think it's like a ten hour drive. Really? Oh, it's wow. something I, I could, I could check right now if you want me to. No, it's, I, it's okay. Like, I, it's I like just didn't think I'd be that far. Eight hours or ten hours. I'd rather fly. Like I, I'm not the biggest. Uh, I've never gone on road trips as a kid, um, so I'm not used to like being in the car for significantly long periods of time. I'd rather just fly. It's like a two hour flight. It's much yeah. easier. Um, and, and I kind of touch on this for a second, but like this is go time there is no more excuse anymore like there was a weird kind of lull in there for about a month maybe six weeks give or take i know nashville was uh this past weekend and people said it was pretty good 
Um, I, I, I enjoy the fact that they didn't directly clash again because that'd be fucking stupid. Um, so good on you, Nashville Shell. I know you're running it again in either October or November, so that's... They're doing something right there when they're not just competing against the Dallas, but people had a good show. Um, this is the time where there's no excuse. You have to be on your A game here. <clears throat> and if you have been buying quarterbacks, you've been buying the high prospects, or you're buying Eladella Cruz, or you're maybe considering selling them. Oh my God, what a thought. This, in my opinion, is the time you start to sell. I know, it sounds crazy to sell before the national, but hear me out. Here's my rationale, at least. You bought early. You bought even medium, halfway through, like the hype cycle. And you're guaranteeing yourself some level of profit. Sounds pretty good. Why not guarantee yourself some of that money? I'm not telling you to sell everything you own. But take some risk off the table. Because in that room, in Chicago, there's going to be so much... Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Jordan Love, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Eldo Cruz, because people are excited about the Reds, and that's all, and that's awesome for baseball. Uh, Shohei, Shohei is nuclear hot right now. Take some profit if you can. If you want to sell everything, awesome, do it. But you have to be able to guarantee yourself at least making some money or, or, or a ton of money, depending on when you bought, actually, and be able to reinvest that or free roll, whatever else you choose to own. Um, that's my, I'm a big believer in that. Like, if something's going to happen, if someone gets hurt, unfortunately, or like, you know, the supply and demand is like, uh, switches all of a sudden, you don't want to be caught holding the bag. That's always been my belief. Like, I want to own zero football cards, or at least zero of the football cards, like Fields, Jordan Love, young quarterback, etc. going into week one. I will buy back in. You'll see me by like week eight, week 10, week 12, Starting to buy those younger quarterbacks when their market inevitably does fall. Because guess what? Someone, someone of those quarterbacks, Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter, X, Y, and Z, is going to not play up to the standard they expect, and their prices will drop. That'll be an opportunity to go buy back in. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm telling you that now. <laughs> so that's just how my brain works. Like I, I always want to have that guaranteed profit, or at least that proposal of good profit not insane profit because i will win more with that strategy than most people yeah i think there's literally nothing wrong with that that's how i kind of feel too i think it's also important to like understand your situation so i mean if you can afford to hold out for an extra 10 or 20 percent on a card i mean i would just take the profit but if you can and you're in a situation where you have enough like capital then maybe you do but also when it comes to like the sports cycles I think you probably are better off just getting out with your profit. You're Unless, better. You're yeah. better off selling two weeks too early than two weeks too. Yeah, exactly. So that can be brutal. Podcast, yeah. Yeah, because if you're two weeks late, like it doesn't seem like a lot of time, but I mean that's one or two games the quarterback could throw five picks. Like that's that's a lot of time for things to go wrong. And how do I say this correctly? Greed is good. Greed allows you to have power. Um, and if you are the person right now who owns those expensive like NTRPAs of a player or flawless or any any prism even, and something that's like very liquid and very valuable right now, 
you're able to get 90% comps, give or take, maybe even closer to 95. You're not going to get full yeah. away. You'll get very, very good value on someone who believes they can turn around that item at 90 or 95% comps at national. Why the fuck do you want to be that guy? You want to be the one risking it and hoping that, and praying that someone's going to want your item when there's so many more of them available to you? Take the guarantee, theoretically, and either go in with cash, which is the the most powerful thing in that room, is going to be cash, or you know just reinvest it if you choose to. Whatever you want, like it, it's just an option that like the money or the profit you guarantee yourself, or at least the, the lowered risk if you just take some of it off the table, gives you so many more options. In my opinion. Yeah, we've been trying like kind of off the same topic. We've been trying to do more deals like direct and buy and sell direct because. We just yeah. noticed that like stuff that has a ton of comps like nowadays it, you just have a really tough time moving it so if you can buy that cracked ice direct from a guy there's like one comp in the last Dude, year I, you know <laughs> i love it I, that's part of the reason why i i i love pwcc i love their weekly options i will buy every now and again but it does kind of you almost suffer from success if, if you get exactly. something no. Which is why a lot of the times when I do buy or trade or whatever, it is direct Instagram or in person or whatever, or both. Hell, you guys bought my Kate Cunningham Blue. Yep. You know what the price was. I don't know if you announced it on the podcast. It doesn't matter. Guess what? It's not on eBay. It's not on all. It's not on Card Ladder. Who gives a fuck? You can ask whatever you want now if the last comp is 17, 1500, whatever it was. Like, that's the way to do it. Like, well, it's also, it's nice too, because I mean, everyone wants to buy 85% these days. So let's say, for example, on the Cade Blue, there's like two comps in the last three months or whatever. It's like, sure, those comps are there. Find another one. It, it's been a month or two since the comp. Like, I think he's up a little bit maybe, or like there's none available, or like you can kind of make different arguments in your favor when the cards are like that. Number, dude, you can, you can manipulate numbers in any way you want. It yep. is... If you're intelligent enough and you understand like the psychology of it, you can manipulate the data in any way you see folks. And, and I've done it on both sides. I've manipulated, I've manipulated my data, um, either to positively impact my deal, either when I'm selling or trading, or to talk down something. And is that shitty? Maybe, but at least I'm able to be honest about it. Yeah. Numbers are only as powerful as your way to describe them. I feel like that's basically what like mid to high end cards has become is like manipulating numbers like there's no more like investing it's kind of just like trying to do each trading. other yeah exactly and i don't know i mean i i'm perfectly okay with that um what is a little interesting is my expectations for national and even dallas are i have great expectations but in terms of volume and numbers that i did last year I think in the 2022 national, I moved like $150,000, even $200,000 worth of stuff. Now that now that's cheating because I had bought um, two separate Tom Brady Super Bowl um, football patch autos and I moved them at the show. And those alone were twenty-five dollars or even $30,000 at the time. I moved both of those, got huge items out of them, and then moved those. So that's cheating in a way. Um, going into this national, I expect to do 50,000, maybe a hundred thousand in sales or trade or just volume of items moved, which sounds amazing, but compared to what we were dealing with last year, um, obviously it sounds less impressive, 
but you have to understand the context behind it. Yeah, I think uh, I think for us, I mean, neither of us have ever set up at a national besides like when I set up with you for like yep. a day or two. But I don't really think we have expectations. I think we're kind of just hoping to turn inventory and maybe buy a few cool things. I think in our case, like we don't really want to put expectations on it because it's like our first show setting up for the national. We maybe don't do great. We're going to be a little disappointed. Maybe we won't want to set up. Obviously, we probably would want to set up, but like I think it's better to just kind of go with the flow your first couple of times. I mean, you've been setting up for every show basically for what the last like three years, probably basically. Um, but yeah, we kind of just want to see how it goes. We're honestly kind of hoping to buy and do like cash trade deals a lot and move our own stuff. But I think we're kind of trying to get more into like basketball a little earlier. I don't know how you feel about that, but it seems like people are kind of getting into basketball now. I mean, I'm I'm buying basketball all year round. I mean, yeah. I might not. So, <clears throat> the way I look at things, unfortunately, I mean, products from last year's draft class are still coming out, as far as I believe. Like Flawless not out yet, as far as I know. Um, oh, it? Flawless just came out. Flawless just came out. Okay, for, so, well for Cade. That's what I meant. Okay. Yeah. That, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, the point is, because of how the product releases are, you have to kind of understand like where the hype cycles are going to be. You can't buy last year's draft class. Not at this moment in time. Products are too too new in some instances. I didn't know, I didn't even know flaws came out yet. Um, you're not going to be able to get those at a realistic price. You have to look two or three, even four years back, and see like where the opportunities are. So, oh man, I should prep this. What was, what's the 2020 draft class? That is that's Scotty, Ant and Lamelo. Okay, Scotty Barnes is the year after, right? That's 2021. Yeah. Hang on. So let's let's pull up for instance. And then 1920 is Zion Jaw. Oh God, my computer is uh. Acting stupid. All right, I guess I can't pull it up. All right, no big deal. <laughs> the point I was trying to make while, while I was trying to get my computer to uh, to work with me, hopefully it doesn't crash now during the podcast, um, you look for those opportunities of those guys that are not as talked about. Not saying they can't have value, not saying they're not good, but you have to look for the areas of opportunity. You're not going to get a good Cade Cunningham card right now in Flawless if his product just came out, or Scotty Barnes if that was the newest product, newest release, whatever. But you may be able to have an opportunity on someone who was injured like Kate Cunningham, who you and I were both going after. Or Lamelo. Lamelo is so fucking cheap right now. They gave him a Supermax. It would not shock me if he is traded within the next two years. Just based on how these players act. Yeah. And like, even though he got the bag does not mean he's going to actually stay. Um if you are someone who has the ability, oh God, did everything crash? You're still there. All right, cool. I don't know what's happening here. Um, if you if you have the ability to buy these guys who have so much risk to them but have the potential to grow, Lamelo is a key example. Even fucking Zion. Zion is so dirt cheap right now. <laughs> oh, for boy. The, for the potential that he has, I wouldn't touch him ever again. But if we're just talking about like potential versus like what they could be, I don't think Zion has the chance to do it anymore. But you know what? Uh, for the fucking price stays at these days, you you at least start to consider it again. Yeah, we were <laughs> honestly Zion's like not even that cheap though. It doesn't seem like people are what? still holding out the money they have into him. It seems like they're bidding up or like shilling everything still. 
Oh god. Oh, hey, I'm back. Nice. That's so fun. Dude, it's scary. I mean, people lost so much money on him. I I was looking at um base prism tens today for for a shit post I put on Instagram. They peaked at seven hundred dollars. Kai, you, uh, that's so dumb. The Zion base prisms now are sixty five dollars. Twenty one thousand of them. It's 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 fucking hard. Do you see the do you see the Wembenyama like Bowman variation ten to like eight K? What the fuck is wrong with it? It's you? like a pop eleven too. It's not even like I mean, a pop I, one. I, I don't even feel bad anymore. I don't feel bad for these people. You can't fix stupid. If you don't respect money and how it's made, you're not entitled to it. You're you're just too fucking stupid to save. What the fuck do you think is gonna happen to that card? There's gonna be more PSA tens, and in six months, it's gonna be like a twenty five hundred dollar card, if even. I mean, I don't know. This might be crazy to say. I don't know what you think about this, or if you even have an opinion. But like, I mean, Chet came out. I buy like, Chet. Like Chet, yeah, like. I mean, is there really that much of a difference between him and Victor? I don't think so. And Chet's like pretty reasonably priced for like how good um, he is. I think the biggest difference is market size because Chet is international. Like he's from France. Like, Victor. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Victor is uh, international from France. Like there is the potential that like if he is good and he's a star, which he very easily could be, you have that global market appeal. I mean, am I am I really overstating that? Probably. Um, I don't I don't know enough about Chet's game yet, and we don't know what really what to expect at the pro level yet. I I think that you could fast forward two years and we could be having this conversation. I don't think you're wrong for saying it, especially with the difference in price. But I don't. I, I, that's an incomplete answer. I don't have I, the I I guess, don't have information. I guess my thought was going to be like, I would assume Victor, when his stuff starts coming out, it's going to be like two, Ridiculous. three to four X Chet's prices, at least, if not more. The prices are going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Like, there, an NTRP of Victor, when it comes out, might be 100K. I was thinking like 75, yeah. Like, it, it, it could be 100K. It's scary. I think we haven't had a person ever on release be 100 was zion 100 he was like 50 right i don't know i, I remember jaw was like 20 or something like that it's and really it's just scary like trey and luca were super cheap too i really i mean well, once again anything before 2020 2021 doesn't count in a way yeah. because the hype and the and, and the response to prices is significantly different today than it was Four years ago, five years ago, which is crazy because they're Trey and Luca are entering what their fifth year, six, I think, right? 18, 19. Well, I don't want I can't check right now because my fucking computer's acting up. This will be their sixth year, yeah. It's scary, like, I don't, I don't really know what's well, going on. Well, it's happen. crazy too because I mean, if you look at both of them, they're both all NBA, uh, all stars, and their NTs are basically probably like. 25% of what they were like the first two years and you look at Victor it's gonna be the same thing I don't know why people still fall for it because people are FOMO is such a powerful thing in this industry and I think part of that goes to influencers posting content and pumping stuff up I think part of it goes to general not uh lack of knowledge I also think that people just are afraid of like I think people are afraid of like missing on the next LeBron James but here's the thing. Luca is 
putting up stats that are worthy of Hall of Fame consideration if he continues the trend, right? Like Luca, stat-wise, is on a Hall of Fame trajectory. If he's not injured, if he plays 15 years, whatever, he, he's doing things that would, that would warrant Hall of Fame consideration, right? Like that's what you want. But his prices are going down. <laughs> like it's basically everyone like that too. Like yeah, even like vets like KD. Like he's, I mean. He's probably not the best example, but like he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's just consistently yeah. going down at this point. I don't even know if the Suns winning a championship helps him. Like, I think, it? man, I don't. There's poor economic times. Are like, are we are we technically in a recession anymore? Like, we've been worrying about. Uh, the I feel like it's better than it was. I don't know the correct. Yeah, I don't know either. The point is, you got to diversify to everything. Did I buy stocks? Buy crypto? Like, I buy fucking sports cards. Doge. Yeah, I, I do have some. Uh, I have some Shibu Inu, which is like a, a one one millionth of a, of, a, of a penny. Not even probably. Maybe a one billionth of a penny. That should buy cool. that, but not Zion. I, I have like twenty bucks of that. So to be fair, it's like having a Zion Prism Nine. Fair. So, yeah, which is might actually be true, which is scary. Um, I don't. It's there's no. There's very little logic in sports cards once you're like a seasoned veteran. Like, no, I've not been doing this 30 years. I'm 26. But as a business, I have been doing this for fuck eight years, 2015, 27, 2016. Like, I've been in this for most of my basically my adult life. So my perspective is very jaded. I have a very jaded perspective. But I think mine is much more truthful than what people are willing to admit, which is sports cards are fucking stupid sometimes. Yeah, they're pretty stupid sometimes. Like, I mean, if you try to do cards with actual logic, you're going to get killed. Like, you kind of just... No, if you do cards with actual logic, you're just going to buy, like, flawless patch autos of, like, Katie and Dirk and do okay. Like, I I literally... I I meant more of, like... Yeah, I, I mean... You would do okay, but you're not going to do as good as you probably could do. No, I yeah. should definitely. Be, I should be buying 18 year old Dominicans and like. Yeah, it's just like so. Like, do you think that'll ever like change? Like the no. Bowman Chrome, that. for example. Like, do you think it'll ever go to like actual MLB All Stars sell for more than the prospects or no? no I don't. I, I understand why they don't sell as well because like hype and FOMO, as I mentioned, is a very powerful thing. And I like to reference that Family Guy clip of like uh, Lois and Peter like sitting in a room. They want a boat. They could also yeah. get a mystery box, which could be a boat. Like it, it is such a funny joke to me, but it's also so true than sports cards. You have these guarantees. You have these players that are future Hall of Famers. You can buy their Bowman Chrome autos off. Like Manny Machado is going to be Hall of Famer most likely. Wilkie Betts Hall of Famer most likely. Mike Trapp, guarantee Hall of Famer at this point, unless like. You know, something stupid happens. He's he's gonna make the Hall of Fame. Like these, and these are just very small examples. But they're hitters in in big markets generally that like have all the check marks, have all the stats you want, likely Hall of Famers, and they sell for very little in in Mookie and uh, whoever other. The person I said besides Trout, that's Machado. Thank you. Like they're they're in these markets. Their prices are very cheap compared to what they should be. But then you could buy like Eldel Cruz, who's the hottest player right now, or Shohei. Well, Shohei, a little different. But I will like, say, I will say though, Ellie's like insane. Ellie's absolutely insane. insane. Thirty games. 
Dude, uh, Shelly Duncan in like 20, in 2009 or 2008, hit like 10 home runs for the Yankees in like 30 games. And I thought it was going to be fucking incredible. The dude like, on the Reds, too. Uh, what the fuck was that? Uh, Arsenio Pino or whatever yeah. his name was. Yeah. Uh, dude, they're, they're a one month wonder. Shane Spencer for the Yankees and fucking, oh God. That was like. I remember Frank Core was really good for the Braves his like rookie year. Oh, yeah. No, Jeff, dude, no more Garcia Parra. We're just going to name old baseball players. Garcia Parra was good. He was good for a long time, but guess what? He got hurt and then yeah. shit hit the fan. Like, yeah. Garcia Parra could have been a Hall of Famer. Didn't happen. <laughs> like, what is the end goal with these players? If you're buying Eldera Cruz for $20,000 or uh, you're buying an orange Bowman Cromato of him or, or something like that, or any, you're buying Jason Dominguez. What's the end goal? What the fuck do you think is going to happen? Do you worry about that? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. What the, know. What, what's going to happen? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's so scary. I it's just tough. Cause like if people start to think that way, I mean, markets start to like crash basically. I, I'm okay with the markets crashing on the Bowman Chrome stuff because the end goal is not established. Like, okay, yeah, if you bought Trout in 2009, 2010, 2011, you crushed it. But now what? <laughs> like, where do we go from here? I don't know. It's tough to say. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like... Are there sure. people that are actually like holding like these random prospects for like five, ten years? Like I don't like I don't know. Sure, I mean you, you could you could hope that like the random guy you bought in 2016 is good now, but he's 24. Like I don't I don't I don't know. I just don't get it. And baseball is the best example of this because unfortunately, Bowman Chrome and to some extension Topps Chrome, if you really want, are the only products that actually matter. I'm sorry, tier one. I'm sorry, Dynasty. Dynasty's fucking beautiful. Dynasty's kind of sick. I'm, I, I know, but like, I'm sorry, Diamond Icons. Like, your products are cool. You have cool hits. But if a player's really good, I'm, I'm not going to go seek out their Diamond Icons auto. I'm going to look for their Bowman Chrome if I'm really going to spend my money. Or I could wait three years, buy a game-use patch auto of a guy for $300. Yeah, I would say baseball's probably the poorest market in terms of like veteran presence of cards i don't it's know awful. what you think but, I, I agree it's awful yeah because I, mean, I mean football like the more high tier quarterbacks like hold up you know like the aaron Rodgers, like even russell wilson sells really well for like how bad he was last year i mean the issue is with football is the the narrowness of like players you actually want to buy like yeah. oh if i saw a chad john if i bought into immaculate and I was going after the Bengals for whatever reason. I hit a Chad Johnson patch on. I'm like, oh, that's cool. It's like 40, 50 bucks. Okay. That's one of the best wide receivers in NFL history. Like top 20, top 30-ish, give or take probably. Maybe top, let's say top 50 be safe. I'm sure he's higher, but like, oh, hey, Chad Johnson patch on. That's cool. No, it's $30, $40. And the spot was 250 Oh, shit. Like, well, that's just breaking as a that's whole. That's just breaking though. in general. I know. Yeah. Like, the point is those, those veterans in like in in football especially, kind of a tough one sometimes. Yeah, 
I mean, basketball is really not that much better. I've seen they started putting in some of the wackest, like, old veterans from, like, the 90s in basketball high-end products. Well, that's, dude, that's a different conversation. I'm sorry, uh, Gail Goodrich. I don't want another auto view. Fat lever. Yeah, I- I'm sorry, Alice, Alex English. You- Tree Rollins in there. We've been in products for 30 years now. I'm sorry, sir. We like your cards, but it's okay. Yeah. Oh, man, Chris Mullen, here, here we come. It's tough because, like, you have to put those guys in products. Yeah. But it's sure. like, no one, I mean, people want them. There's collectors, I'm sure. But it's like, in those higher end products, I almost wonder if, like, they, I would prefer it to be like five cards in like a flawless box and only good players. I don't know how you feel about that, but it makes breaking harder, which is the issue. Yeah. There's no really good answer. I just think it's tough when you open no. it. Ten thousand dollar flawless box, and you're getting Chris Mullen autos. Oh man, I got another Larry Bird auto. Oh my fucking god! Like yeah, even that, like a Hall of Famer, top fifteen player of all time. You pull him, it's like a hundred fifty, three hundred dollar card. Like the who's the best current player in NBA that actually signs their cards? I guess Luca, right? Uh, KD probably, right? Would you put KD above Luca and Curry? Oh, Curry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like career, like. Right, let's just say at this moment in time, then whatever reason. I'd probably take Curry and KD over Luca, yeah. Okay. So those three, and those are top ten players. Tatum, LeBron, maybe. Up LeBron there. doesn't sign. Yeah. Giannis has not signed anything in a couple years. Yeah. Um Dame is not Dame is not signed. I don't remember the last product Dame is in. He signs like weirdly. He signs in like some NTs and some flawlesses, but not a lot. Yeah. Tatum will sign. Tatum signs a lot. And this is not in order, obviously. Yeah. Jokic, uh, Jokic is in products. I know Carmelo and um, Chris Paul started signing a lot recently again. I mean, they got nothing else to do. I mean, Carmelo yeah, exactly. is retired. Uh, I mean, to be fair, Stay Mellow, the, the auto for Carmelo now these days is fucking insane. Yeah. But it, should not, it should not have been in the encased card in the flaws. Um, So current players, Tatum signs. Giannis doesn't. Uh, Curry, I sure fucking ruined this time. Curry somewhat does. Luca does now as redemption. But there's a lot. The top end players in basketball do not sign. Always. And that is a huge issue because you're spending $10,000, $8,000 on the best products. And, you know, all right. Oh boy, another Curry auto. If I'm lucky. But you can get a diamond card in Fallis of LeBron. Okay, then. <laughs> that everyone really wants bad. Yeah, 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 of course. Of course, it's totally what I want. It's it's just a huge issue. I, that's part of the reason why I'm okay with Fanatics taking over. Even if you don't really like their business practice, I imagine they'll actually be able to get players to sign shit. Well, that kind of goes with the quarterback thing this year. Like. Yeah. The top quarterbacks in the draft aren't probably going to sign. I don't really know, but... I mean, has there been any news about that in the two weeks? Just the thing we looked at the last time, but... Two weeks ago, yeah. I know Will Levis was in um, Chronicles of Draft Picks or whatever that new product was, and he has no autographs, and Kentucky isn't licensed on any of the cards. Interesting. Um, If Pinini can't put out autographs of these quarterbacks this year... The entire football market is dead. It's going to be brutal. Yeah, Either that or like the second, third year guys are just going to go, woo. Maybe. Maybe. Like, because I mean, you people have to buy something. Like, do they? They're not, 
they're not just going to yes, they they're not just going to not buy anything. They're going to buy stuff. I think this is a good way to speak as a consumer. If you're not getting Colts in a break, fuck it. Like, why would I buy in? Yeah. Like, all right, is, is it going to be another Ben Simmons situation, like, in 2017? I think they will have, like, base cards, I'm pretty sure. I mean, they, they have to, right? Yeah. It's not going to be, like, nothing, but... It's, it's going to be, be weird. Like, when was the last time, I don't think I know of a top quarterback not having, like, an NT RPA? Like, I don't think there has been one. Um... Like, they usually always sign. Like, I don't think this is a thing that really happened in football. I don't know. I, I'm trying to give a quarterback who wouldn't have signed. Um, I don't think there is one, honestly. I mean, other than just NT9 existing at the time. Like, other... Uh, Are you, like, contenders on I really don't think it's ever <laughs> happened. Well, to, I mean, dude, whenever Contenders comes out, you'll know. Like, yeah. or Origins or whatever the first, like, real... I think Origins is probably the first product that whatever has, like, licensed uniforms. Yeah, these guys are not in those products. Like, good fucking luck, uh, Panini and Breakers. I wonder if they maybe try to work something out where they do get some autographs for, like, NT and Contenders and don't put them in anything else, but... I mean, that would be logical, Kai. How fucking dare you? Would yeah. You Sorry, I need 20,000 autographs from you. I'll give you 10. 50,000, you got it, dude. <laughs> Imagine, that'd be crazy. 25 autos of each of those guys, like 10 NTs, like 5 cracked dices. I'd be okay with that. I mean, once again, like... Our perspective as high-end dealers has kind of muddied the water because I do understand the every man every man collector, or I try to, they've been priced out of shit. But guess what? On certain products, it's just stupid. It's just so stupid what we're doing. Like, no, I don't think that we need to have score autos of the best players, or maybe there is. There's five of them. But, like, part of the reason why people are not signing their cards is there's 20,000 of them. You want them signed between actual on-card autos and stickers like get the fuck out of here i wouldn't do it i've said that for I a while i think the lower tier players probably have no issues but i mean if you're like a draft pick basically like you're gonna sign you're, you're not gonna be happy with signing twenty thousand cards yeah like but, yeah we, we, we talk in circles about this a lot um i really am curious to see what fanatics does and that's why i'm for him i really am i, I really am welcoming something new um there were a couple questions we also got as well or comments one thing to remind people of at national and other shows, fucking please bathe. Please wear deodorant. I will charge you more. Use common sense. Please, like, you you spent thousands of dollars to be here. Please don't fucking smell like a used gym. I'm going to charge you more money to buy my cards or trade if you really... If you, if you come to my booth and you smell, I'm going to charge you more money. I don't I'd, bring, I'd, I'd say bring water and snacks, too, or you're going to die. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, dude, like, if you can travel there, you have a friend who's from the Chicago area, pay them to bring you... Food and drink. Okay, in your fucking backpack. Yeah. I guess we could re- I mean, we could really spend an entire episode talking about the national prep. We could next it. week if we wanted to. You want to? Like, I, I have a lot of, like, ideas. I, a lot of people are going to be talking about it, which is fine. But here, here's the snippet. Buy a case that lets you walk around with it. Like, an actual, like, backpack. Buy a portable charger. Bring food and water. Get coffee if you like coffee. Bring deodorant. Wear proper and, like, shoes. Yeah, wear, wear comfortable, proper shoes and, like, uh, you know, price your shit. If you're a dealer, please price your shit. Even if you're 5X over your Prepare for Wi-Fi to not work. Know your yeah, numbers. Yeah, that is the trick, too. If you're someone who's a little overpricing your cards, like I am, I'm always overpricing my cards to start because it's negotiations. No comps, no internet is actually a good thing for you, which is fucked up to say, but being honest, price your cards. Be ready.
Yep. Yeah. Know you know what your stuff's worth, like in reality. Know what other cards are worth. If the if the internet doesn't work and you need to buy from someone, you don't. You're gonna have to like kind of know what you're doing. You know? Yep. Uh, and then someone asked, "Can you make money or find deals and value at the national not being set up?" Yes, you probably can do better if you actually know what you're looking for. Mikey yeah. is one of the smartest people I know. Mikey does very well at shows. Tyler as well doesn't set up at shows. Always walks him. Woods basketball car paradise. Yeah, incredible dealer. But he doesn't have to. He doesn't set up at shows generally, or he'll have someone watching it. Dude is dude is a fucking magician. He'll find the best deals. You just have to have either the capital, the intelligence, or at least know how how to get it out of that card. Like, I would say on the last question, real quick, too, bring hand sanitizer. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have that shit in my booth. Like, you just yeah. need it. But yeah, I would say with this question, I'd, they all have like patience too. They don't mind trying to find the right deal. Like they're, they're not. No, about Woods it. will move cards like in the same minute. Like he'll make a deal and then turn around. Yeah, he's that. he's a different, <laughs> different breed. But to be fair, and this is Woods on the sports car therapist, not directly to me. But, like he'll spend forty thousand dollars to make five hundred, which sounds yep. That sounds like another word other than ridiculous, but hey, man, all right, you do you. If you're making money every time, it doesn't matter. I would not do that. I think that's terrible, but. Yeah. I mean, if you can move it in 10 minutes, I think it makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yes, but... of course. If you can move that in 10 minutes, sure. But if you can't and it takes you two weeks to move it, not oh, God. your money. Yeah. yeah. That's scary. That, I, that I, I wouldn't do. But once again, I mean, for him, like, if you look at it that way and you do 10, 15 of those in a national, I mean, that's, that's what, like, five grand? Yeah. Like. It's got to be way more. I mean, Woods is probably the person I would trust the most to move an item for me. If, like, the goal is just move it as soon as possible. Like, get it done. Yeah. Um, he won't get the most money out of it, but guess what? He will, he will win probably more than I do on deals. Like, I would say his success rate is probably, like, 95%, maybe even higher. what else i mean i know you had a, a a dinner call so i think we're good let's wrap it there next week we're gonna do like a real like national special like talk about that at length come prepare with notes but whatever i said before the five six things i said keep that in mind bring hand sanitizer don't be a fucking slob and uh, if you see me in dallas this week just tell me hey fucker like what's up like <laughs> enjoy the podcast you're a real piece of shit though it's like thank you i know Yep. I want to go to the next Dallas. Please go. I'll you set up with me. When is the next one? September. That works out, yeah. Come set up with me. Sick. There you go. That was easy. Kai got a job for the podcast. Now he's got Dallas, please. Yep. Kai's the real winner here. All right. I'm done. I'm tired. Peace. All right. See you guys.